0: You're listening to The Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 68. This is The Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At The Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should do Hey, 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 how are you doing this fine day? My name is Scott Wellens and I am your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, guess what, that is you, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. Today's episode, The Best Way to Invest for Retirement Income. Now listen for a second though. I don't care if you're a ways away from retirement because some people, just your regular Investor, your, you know, your person that might be 30 or 40 or even 50 years old that are still a ways away from retirement still fall into this trap. But mostly, it's the people that are just starting retirement, and it's not their fault, because there are some people out there that think that there are different ways for people to invest depending on where they are on their road to retirement or even in retirement. And that's true when it comes to a risk level. But before we get into it, and we're going to get into it really quick because my time's a little bit limited today. But I think me living in Wisconsin, living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we're starting to see just a little bit of a glimpse of spring. It was freezing cold yesterday and windy. My office is right on a lake. So. Um, The front door is actually facing the lake. So when you walk around the building, the wind just starts whipping in, in your face. And man, it was so cold. But the next five days or so are supposed to be a lot warmer. So I'm hoping that the trend continues. What about you? What's the weather like where you are right now? I know my mom and dad are retired, and they're spending time in Florida. Now I think they're in Arizona, and they're going to be down south or out west for three or so months before they head back to Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's where they're from. What's your dream? Do you want to get out of the cold if you're in the cold for retirement, or are you one of those people that likes winter, likes the winter sports, snowmobiling and skiing and sledding and ice skating and ice fishing and all those kinds of things. I don't know when I finally hang it all up and I'm not sure I'm ever really going to because I love this too much, but uh, I think that I'm going to spend a little time in the warm myself. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. The best way to invest for retirement income. I read an article the other day by Sergi Sanko. I think that's his name and I'll give him some credit in the show notes. So go to bestinwealth.com to listen to and download any show notes and I'll attach uh, this article that I'm going to talk on today because Sergi does a really good job breaking down the best way to invest for retirement income. And why I thought this is important is because if you're in retirement or close, I don't want you to fall into the trap because when it comes to tapping into retirement Many retirees fall into the income investing trap. They, they tilt their portfolios almost exclusively towards income stocks or income investments, I should say, meaning dividend stocks, high yield bonds, annuities, those types of things that produce immediate income. And they figure, you know, this is the best way to assure a, sa- um, a, a safe supply of spending cash throughout retirement. And I'm here to tell you right now, that is a big mistake. And you know, it's not their fault for thinking that because that's the way some financial advisors construct portfolios. But not only can this approach leave you with a completely lopsided portfolio, which by the way is never a good idea, but many investments pitched to retirees as secure sources of income may not be as rock solid as they seem. For example, investors who bought high yield and emerging market bond funds in search of higher payouts, they suffered huge losses between mid-November and mid-November, or I'm sorry, mid-November and mid-December when oil prices were falling and currency jitters disrupted bond markets. These things dropped like three or four percent when the stock market was actually going up. Keep in mind when you're looking for immediate income for higher yields, the only way to get in the bond market is to get more risky. You need either longer maturing bonds or bonds that are not rated favorably by the rating agencies. And that's why we come to high yield bonds anyway. Another name for them are junk bonds. And I go through this annuity stuff with clients all the time because they're like, well, listen, I'm going to get a four or 6% payout. And I tell them, yes, you will. But remember, part of that payout you're getting is your own money. So it's not really a 4% or 6% return because you're getting return of your own investment too, which is included in this payout. Because once you pass away, depending on the annuity, of course, there's nothing going to be left. So someone who thinks they're getting a 5% return per year, after we include getting the return of their own principal, and I'm just giving an example here, if they live for 25 years in retirement, they may have only received a 3% or 2.5% return after a return of their own principal. It's kind of a play on words. Here's a more effective strategy. Invest your nest egg in a broad range of assets that can provide not just current income, but capital growth as well. Remember, when you have investments like say the stock market or the bond market, a stock or a bond, you're getting paid in two different ways. One way is dividends. That's that current income, the yield. The other way you get paid is the appreciation of the asset. If you bought the stock for $50 and now it's worth $100, you now have a $50 capital appreciation. So there's two different ways. Dividends, and appreciation of your stock. And if you're looking at earning income in both of those avenues, you can then get the retirement spending money you need, not just from interest and dividend payments, but by periodically selling shares from your stock, bond, and mutual fund holdings. Now you're getting two different types of income streams. You can adopt this more effective and more balanced strategy producing sustainable retirement income, taking three simple steps that Sergi outlines in his article. Number one, start with a reasonable mix of stocks and bonds. So what's reasonable? Well, it all depends on what your risk tolerance is, what your goals are, and what your risk capacity is. But for many retirees, it might be somewhere between 60% stocks, 40% bonds, or 40% stocks, 60% bonds. The key for us is to arrive at a blend of assets that can deliver returns high enough to provide adequate income without subjecting you to losses so large that you'll spend on your nest egg too quickly. That's the goal of this whole thing. Let's make sure we take enough risk that we can achieve everything that you want to financially, but then that's it because taking more risk is just gonna cause you not to sleep at night. Really, you can get a sense of, of the mix of stocks and bonds you'll be comfortable with by filling out a risk tolerance survey and a good advisor will have you take a survey. But really, how I start to discern what my client's risk tolerance is, we have to start somewhere, but then we meet And we meet several times a year and I start to get a better sense of how they're feeling and their stress level. And if I feel like they're taking too much risk because I feel like they're anxious or nervous or stressed out... And I see we can reduce the risk and still get everything they want financially. That's the first place that I go. Because a true measure of somebody's risk tolerance does not happen in a bull market. It happens in a bear market when you're living off of that income. Second step that Sergi talks about is diversifying your stock and bond holdings broadly, okay? So the first thing we always wanna figure out is what is the risk level required to meet your dreams? And risk level, and I talked about it in in past uh, podcasts, I don't wanna get too complicated, but risk can be quantified. Risk is standard deviation. That's the volatility in your portfolio. So go to bestinwealth.com and look at the different podcasts. I'm on episode 68 now. I've done episodes on risk. I've done episodes on diversification. And we need to diversify like crazy and get into all of the major asset classes and tilt our portfolios in places where there's higher expected return, like value and like profitability and like small caps, all while staying within your risk zone. And I'm telling you, if you can find a good advisor that you can trust a fee-only certified financial planner, that's probably your best way to go because investing isn't as complicated as a lot of people set it out to be, but there are some nuances that will really start to set yourself up for the greatest chance for success. All right, diversify. That was number two. And number three is to set a sustainable withdrawal rate. And we do that two different ways. First of all, we can set a percentage, like 3% or 4%. You know, back in the day, people used to say 5, 6, 7, 8, 9%. But we're really sitting at about 4%. If you want to get really conservative, we're at 3 And then every year, let's adjust this for inflation. So all you're doing is you're taking your own money and you're, saying all right I'm going to give myself you know depending on what you have let's say you have a million dollars 4% of a million dollars is $40,000 I'm going to take that year one and then year two I'm going to take that 40 plus I'm going to get a raise because of a cost of living adjustment so I can keep that up with inflation so now you have basically a pension that you're setting up and doing yourself with all the without all the costs associated with it and unlike a lot of pensions you're giving yourself a raise That's one way to do it. Another way to do it, if you have plenty of money and you don't need, you know, let's say, 4% plus cost of living adjustment, but you really wanna have some fun with your money, another way to do it more conservatively, but you might get more money out of the portfolio, is each and every year, look at that balance at the end of the year and take 4% of it. So year one, if it's a million dollars, you're gonna take $40,000 out. Year two, if it's a 1200000 because we had a 20% uptick in the market, well, now you're taking 4% of that $1.2 million. So you're getting a much nicer chunk of that money and not really sacrificing the portfolio. But here's the catch. You have to be willing to live off of less than 4% because let's say, for example, the opposite happened. And on year two, instead of your portfolio being worth a million, it's really worth $950,000. Now, 4% of 950 is less than that $40,000. So as long as you can withstand having a little bit less money, in the end, this is a more conservative approach, which will get you more money out of the portfolio quicker, most likely, and still Have a huge nest egg to pass on to your heirs. All right. The lesson of this podcast is do not fall into the income investing trap when you're ready to start drawing cash from your portfolio for your living expenses from your portfolio. Just follow the three steps that I just outlined in this podcast. It's really simple. Let's not tilt our portfolio so far into income that we sacrifice all the growth that we could get in our investments. It's twofold. Let's get money from income and let's get money from growth. It's not that difficult, but there's so many people out there that are going to tell you to shift all your money into income. And most likely that's There's going to be some sort of motivation for that advisor for doing so, because there's no sense in taking extra risk. And whenever you are more concentrated in a certain type of investment, you are adding risk to your life. Do you want to add risk to your life? I don't want to add risk to my life. Hey, I know this was a pretty quick podcast, uh, but I had just got a lot of things going on right now, but I wanted to make sure that I at least touched base with you guys and, and got out a quick lesson. And if you want more information, please go to bestinwealth.com. There's 68 episodes right now. Just scroll down, find some topics that fit you. And listen to those topics because staying motivated now, if you're a young investor or if you're just getting ready for retirement or in retirement is the best thing you can do because when you're motivated, you keep taking action on your financial life. And when you take action, you have a much higher chance of being successful. And that's what we want here. Hey, have a great, great, great week. And I'll see you on the flip side. Bye bye, everyone.